Hey, everybody. <laughs> I never come out of the gate first. I know. I just was waiting to see what you were going to do. Was it good? Because I'm always like, hey, everybody, episode 28, <laughs> 29. And what? all I said was, hey, everybody. It's everybody. All the listeners. All of you. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. You beautiful people. Whatever you're doing. For any reason. Any reason at all. Mm, I don't do it. Don't do what? I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, yeah, hope you guys doing good. I also hope that. Hope you guys are enjoying. It's uh, uh, starting to feel like spring. The world is Warming. coming alive. Well, this side of the world. Yeah. The birds are going crazy. Dude. I love it. Just like squawking. Well, we had, they were going bonkers yesterday morning, yeah. day before morning. They're going to the um, holly bushes and getting the berries. Okay. There's like 500 birds in our backyard. I it was it. a little creepy. Yeah. Well. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. We've done 29 of these. There's 28. I feel like I don't have much more to say. We probably have. Yeah. But Mary Beth is super into bird watching. She doesn't go out like only from the house. What's a bird watcher called? I th- I think that's it. Just bird watcher. I think that's it. <laughs> Do you think there's like a fancy name for it? Oh, them? there there, there has to is, be. But yeah. But she has a book that's like The Birds of Alabama Ooh. and yeah, I think this morning she was like I found a new bird. I think it was like a cow head something. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's like cow head. I don't know. But anyways, her and Jack are really big into bird watching. And yes, they are going bonkers right now. Super fun. Well, so you're right for the most part. Uh, oh, did you, did you just look it up? What are bird watchers called? <laughs> Someone who does this may be called a bird watcher. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Somebody who studies birds professionally. Well, yes, that's going to be different. An ornithologist, and I think that's what I was thinking in a, my head. A orn or horn? Orn. O O R N. Ornithologist. Why? I don't know. Science. <laughs> <laughs> if you could get paid a good amount of more than you're making now. Mm-hmm. To study something. Ooh. What would that be? That's a great question. Um, and I'll put this. You're not going to cure anything. Okay. Yeah, I'm not that interested in like medicine, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're not going to cure anything. So don't be like, well, uh, yeah, I'll cure whatever. It, no, it this probably, is like almost like the horn. What's it called? Ornithologist. Uh-huh. And there's arborist. Arborist. And there's other things. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all uh, the uh, uh, people that fish, people that uh, uh, study fish. Pescatarians. Is that what that is? No. No, that's people that just eat fish, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pescatology? Is that a religion? Oh, yes. The worship the fish? What What would you study? Um, I don't really know if this is a category of things to study. but No, I'd, no, 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 no. Nothing should be, really. I, I, I would go to... Africa and study like the wild animals in Africa. Really? Yeah. Lions, tigers, elephants, giraffes, we zebras. Just, we just watched 
Wild Kratz yeah. with my son, and it, it was an Africa one, like a. I think yeah, I would be like I would be a real life Wild Kratz. You would be Chris. Yeah, I'd be Chris Kratz. Yeah, you would be Chris Kratz, and I would go cool places and get super in the face of like animals. What not not like Joe Exotic. No. no, no, no. I don't want the animals to come to me. I want to go to them. You want to study them, study them. Yes. Be where they are. What about you? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. That's a lot of <laughs> dead air. I'm trying to really think. <coughs> Maybe like couches. Oh my. We're literally sitting on one right now. So I don't think you can study couches. I'm but not sure. like what heights and should it be and how long should this part right here, the ottoman or whatever. So you're interested in in the science of couches. The science of couches. What fabrics is it? Will you sweat in this like leather? Gets hot. Can you do like a silk? <laughs> a velvet. Oh, you can you can get a velvet couch. This going. is a corduroy ish, right? Yeah, sure. Is that what this is? Absolutely. Yeah. Denim. Everyone needs a denim couch. If you're in Canada, I assume. We've talked about a lot of weird stuff on this podcast in 29 episodes. You think the study of couches? I think we just we just reached the apex of. Oh. Well, this is it, guys. We is, guys, we 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 have broken the podcast. Yeah, it is broke. Is it. it is done. But your couch idea is relevant to our conversation. I think. You know, I try sometimes. <laughs> so what I want, sorry guys, we're having. All the things are blooming. Yes. And today I just have like a. He's got the sneezles. <coughs> the sneezles is what you call it. Um, speaking of, we got first vaccine mm-hmm. last week. Yes. Me and you got our shots. Indeed. Uh, we go back together. So we drove an hour to an undisclosed location. Yeah. Tuscaloosa. <laughs> uh, and we got our shots. Yes. Because clergy can get them now in yes, Alabama. In Alabama. Ma- maybe the world. I don't know. Every state's different. But we, we our wives, you, my wife did mine. <laughs> she just, like six in the morning goes, you want to go next week? I'm like, yeah, sign me up. And then she basically did mine too. And then she texted you and said, like, hey. Sign up. So we go back. We go back St. Patrick's Day. How about that? And we're going to roll down there and get a second one. But I heard the second one's, you feel a little rough a day or two afterwards I, which i don't understand i mean I don't I, I, again going back to what we've already i don't i don't, I don't want to study that i don't want to study the medicines and the vaccines just this uh but hey we did get our shot so maybe we'll podcast that wednesday night we thought about podcasting that one yeah but maybe this so when it comes so that wednesday the 17th of march i believe is our time did you lose your card already no. you have your card i just kept it in my truck i got my card uh, we'll, um, maybe podcast on the way down. We have an hour drive. So all we did was talk the last time. Uh, awesome. and then we didn't talk at all the way back. <laughs> and then listen to podcast and we didn't talk a word on the way back. Uh, we were done. Um, but then we went out to dinner at some undisclosed location. And then I said, what if we did a live podcast in Tuscaloosa on St. Patrick's day? 
on St. Patrick's Day. I think people might be busy. Yeah. I think Tuscaloosa be, may be hopping. It would just be muffled audio. Loud music, Irish music. Yeah. And then us trying to talk about Bible. Yeah. I don't think it'll go well. Um, yeah. Episode 29. Glad that you're listening. Um, review, rate, subscribe, share, send, email, text me. I don't know. I, I did get it. some text messages. Did you? Yeah. About the random music in the middle. I got, we had the, so, sorry guys, I fixed it already. We had the random music in the middle. That was my bad. So I got text about that. Uh, I got text from a guy that's a youth minister, family minister. I think he's youth minister, but I think he's in Indiana. Oh, we go to Honduras together every now and then when we go. And he was just like, Hey man, love the podcast. So Bobby, what's up, Bobby? Hey Bob. Thanks for texting. We couldn't get back in our phone call today. Next week. There you go. I think they want to start a podcast and he's like, how do you guys do it? And I want to be like, it's super complicated. <laughs> um, but this week, we do want to talk about, which we are lounging mm-hmm. on the couch. It's the right environment. The science couch. Uh, to talk about rest. What does the Bible have to say about rest? Mm. I think rest and peace are two different things, but I think they tie in together. I think, yeah. you, I think that you get full rest when you kind of can comprehend the peace that comes with God and with Jesus, but rest, peace, but like finding that true rest. Mm. And are we called to do that? Um, You know, we look in Hebrews, Hebrews four talks about being in, let me pull that verse up uh, uh, four and four, three um, that, that we are, called to enter in this place of rest with Jesus right, and with God mm. that we are invited to this place of rest. Um, but I don't think we talk about that a lot. Do, I mean, very countercultural from a, from a Western, from a pulpit standpoint, yeah. from a class standpoint. I don't know if we talk about rest and I think that, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. It's kind of countercultural to countercultural to, our society. Yeah. Um, I don't think we value uh, rest. I think uh, most people, that's you know, a, especially. That's like, a good way to put it. I don't know if we value rest. From from a, just a worldview standpoint, I think uh, most people view rest as an obstacle to getting done everything that I feel like I need to get done. I think that's one thing. So there's no value placed on the rest itself. But well, because you're called lazy. Yeah. Well, that's the other side. So, and then the, oh, okay. the flip side of this is uh, identity. So, like, you know, if 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 I place a priority on how other people are viewing me, and my identity and my security is based in uh, people telling me, "Oh, you're so busy. Like, it's awesome. All this stuff you're doing." Uh, then I'm not going to value rest. I'm going to value activity. Work, 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 work. Even yeah. even yeah. meaningless activity because it gives a perception of, of myself that I want people to have. Meaningless activity <laughs> for the perception. Yeah. Well, I think that's a huge part of our society. Do you think... <laughs> so, okay, so I found this in like ministry. It's a little different now in 2020, 2021... COVID, Mm. 
you know, we've all been a little more chilled. Yeah. Not everybody. I mean, some churches are like, we got, I mean, tech art side of our church yeah. is way. They've had a revelation. Yeah. I mean, there's is yeah. way more um, active than a lot because they have to be active in almost everything yeah. that's like going everything on. Everything we do has a virtual Has a component. virtual, yeah. So yeah. they have to be part of it. But <laughs> that perceived, you know that there are people that lie about how much they work mm-hmm. and what they do. And they make it seem that they do more than they really do. Yeah. Not because they want to lie, but because they want to put on this perception that like, mm. I work my tail off. Right. And that gives them purpose. That gives them status, if yeah. they will. Like, oh, man, I work 60 hours a week. Yeah. I work 80 hours. I work 500 hours. Like, if you start just saying that, it's like, well, you have a 40-hour job. <laughs> well, just, you got to do it. Yeah. You got to work more. Um, before I worked, uh, in between these churches, I worked at a computer company, uh, Dell. I worked at Dell computers. I know I'm trying to like that. There's like three computer companies in the world. It wasn't Apple and it, it's not Google. It's Dell. There you go. Um, and I was small business sales. So we're in this big building in Nashville. And when I first got there, I had like Tennessee, Virginia, Kentucky and some Georgia where it's like, I'm calling these smaller mid-sized businesses. Mm. Hey, I'm your rep. You need need anything? And they were big. We'd have these meetings and meetings and meetings. And they kept saying like your little base here, like this is your own company. You want to come in early. You want to stay in late. You want to do more stuff at night. You want to do whatever. Like this is your business. Mm. Make it like you, it will be what you make it. Yeah. And so you see the people that get promoted and get, man, they just got that commission off of making that million dollar sale. Yeah. Like that's bonkers. Yeah. Well, cause they were here all night they were doing this. Yeah. And I, I like personally was not in for that. I was like, guys, <laughs> I'm going to be here when I'm supposed to be here. I'm yeah. going to work my tail off and then I'm going to go home. Right. I don't need this. Mm. Like, or I do need it. I don't need to do anything extra. Right. I'm, I'm already making more money than I was making in my last job. <laughs> um, and I would rather spend time with my wife yeah. than do that. But people lie or lie, but people in our society value work. Mm-hmm. Um, we put status to work. Right. If you're busy, then you must be important. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, there's two two funny things. Kind of just remembering back on my time pre pre ministry. Um, but you know, there's just, uh, this certain way, uh, that people will carry themselves And and you were in marketing, right? Yeah. You, crazy world Absolutely. that, but you also worked with other businesses and mm. saw other people in that. So you probably got a good yeah. scope of seeing a lot of different people. Yeah. It's, How they uh, like carry themselves. Yeah. So like people, and some of this is totally genuine. I'm not saying that this is like everybody, everybody who has this, <coughs> Um, way of being is doing this, but there are certain people, and I, I would say a good bit of people <laughs> who um, present themselves as sort of frantic or, or like they're oh. right on on the edge, regardless of everything that's actually going on, because it gives this perception of 
busyness. They're over here spinning plates. Exactly. Whether yeah. they are or not, yeah. there's, there's just yeah. a way that people can present themselves that you're like, always oh, on their phone. Oh, oh I got to, yeah, I got to, well, I got to run out. I got to take this. I got to take, yeah. And, and there's like some value to be like, well, they really need me. Yeah. People need me. I get to put out fires. Yeah. This is my job. So it's kind of, well, if I wasn't here, who knows what would happen? Your, your company would be fun. And then the, the other thing that I've always thought was just the weirdest thing is people bragging about not taking vacation days. You know, like pretty common corporate America, you get two weeks, you get three weeks. Yeah. Most places now, there is no carryover. Like They've learned. You get you get your two or three weeks, and if you don't use them in the year, you lose them. Yeah, I don't and know how carryover works out because you don't. There's some people are like, I don't have to work next year because I got 52 <laughs> I got, weeks I off. Got it all banked. Because I got all banked up. But you know, people get into little competitions of how little vacation time they take, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay, so just because you said that, I'm, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna bounce around and ping pong around at the very beginning Deuteronomy we have a commandment mm. saying obey the Sabbath yeah a day of rest mm-hmm. um, now this isn't a day of laziness right this is a very um, calculated commandment mm. from God to his people right now, I, I I am not friends with a lot of Jewish people, mm. but there there's there are certain Jewish people that still are like, hey, we're gonna live by these commandments, and one of them is the Sabbath, where they don't cook and they don't clean and they they have to do everything the day before, right? And they really like this is our day, like yeah. no phones, no TVs, no nothing, no work, um, and I kind of like that, yeah. But this idea about this is a commandment. This is the fourth commandment of the Ten Commandments is uh, uh, observe the Sabbath. Right. And keep that day holy and remember God. What you said about people bragging about vacation days. Yeah. If you look at the other Ten Commandments, Mm. and if we were talking around the water cooler, we're at lunch, we're at a cookout with our friends, and, and somebody says, yeah, well, I, you know, I'm doing pretty good in my walk. You know, I, I, I only killed one person last week. You'd be like, <laughs> I say, what? No, yeah. one, because you did that. But it's like, well, that's that's a clear. Well, I was doing pretty good, but I, I, I slept with my neighbor's wife. Say what now? <laughs> it, it, that is a showstopper, right? Right. Yeah. But if someone says I haven't taken a vacation in two years, we're like, oh, okay. Right on, man. I haven't had rest. I haven't no. You're really grinding. Hey, man. You're really grinding. Get it? Yeah. We don't have that same. Yeah. Like, oh, you did these big things. This is a Ten Commandment, guys. Right. Yeah. It is to have this time that we have rest in that, and so, um, yeah, I I think it's something that that we as Westerners in our society we look down on because we look at it maybe lazy. Are you just going to sit there? You're just going to reflect. You're why, mm. uh, I think, but God knows what he's doing. Yeah. God I knows what he's doing with this. I'm not going to do like a deep dive on, on Sabbath, but like it's a, it's a huge theme and an idea all across scripture. Um, and what, what was the point? Like why, why was rest 
instituted in this way. And, you know, there's lots that, you know, we could say about that. But I think two things are really important components of this idea of, of rest being ordained by God, you know, in the earliest parts of scripture that we have in the creation story, like yeah. it, rest is good and, and a part of um, our life. And I think there's these two ideas and there's a lot more ideas, but two <laughs> ideas. Uh, there's that, only two that kind of came, came into my mind. And, and one is security mm. and the other is uh, focus. So security, like, we think that we're the ones driving the ship. Oh, yeah. Uh, that if we can just work hard enough and do enough and be enough, that we will be able to achieve whatever it is we that want we've to set yeah. out to do. And I think in, in this idea of Sabbath rest, you know, you look at um, uh, at how that's played out in Scripture, but one one that comes to mind is in, in the wilderness wanderings of the Israelites. It's yeah. a very like close, intimate connection that God says, no, you don't have to work to provide for yourself. I'm the one who's been providing for you all along. Trust in me. In the absence of this institution of rest and trust in God for provision, we will spin ourselves into oblivion trying to do and be everything that we think we can be without these intentional pauses in our days and our lives um, to say, you know what, God, I actually trust you to provide for me. Well, I, I like the idea of spinning. I think about just someone being caught in mud. Yeah. And like, as harder and harder you try, like yeah, you're not going to get out get, of it. Yeah. It's going to get worse for you. Yeah. Um, but even think back further, go back to Genesis three, go back to Adam and Eve before the fall. God was like, this is all yours. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. You're not going to work for anything. Mm. Everything is here. Yeah. Like I'm providing everything for you. Yeah. And then loving God, even after it, it's yeah. like, you're going to have to work, but I'm still providing. Mm -hmm. And he provide his way, you know, God provided a way for his people to get out of slavery. And he caused that to happen. And, mm changing hearts and changing things and um, providing for them in the wilderness and everything about it. Um, that, that time for the Sabbath, it's a time for us to, what I love is to refocus mm. on not what my goals are, yeah, but what God's ultimate goal is. And his ultimate goal, which we say this probably every podcast is a deeper connection and relationship with him. Right. And he doesn't want you to rest just because you're tired. Mm. Now you might be, and he might know that too. Like, Hey, you're working hard, Yeah. but it is an intentional rest. Yeah. It's not laziness. Mm. It's not couch potato. Right. It's refocusing our, our, our life on he's the provider. He's the King. Yeah. He's the reason I'm here. He's who I worship. Not my bank account, not my work status, not this next promotion, not this grind, 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 grind. Where can I get to? I want a lake house and I want this and I want that. No, it's spending time with him. Mm. And he knows, take a day yeah, to refocus your life on me. Um, and to think about it, think about his people that he told that to. 
that's one day out of seven days a week right that he said don't work mm. and for them they were they had to work and it was like in crops and in the field and whatever it may be saying and fishing saying that one day one seventh of your week is going to be dedicated to focusing on God and what he has done for you and mm. to realign your purpose and your rest with him uh, we don't do that yeah, see, that's the misconception that we all have. It's like, you know, the misconception would be that it's my <coughs> it's my hard work or ability or skill that makes these crops grow. No, <laughs> it's, it's God's favor and blessing uh, and provision for you. Uh, and it, you know, it's the same thing for us today. It's like, I can convince myself very easily that it's my talent, it's my ability, my hard work um, that has provided for me and for my family. No, like all those things are good. And yeah, uh, in the same story where God ordains rest, he ordains work. work. Yeah, absolutely. So this isn't, we're not saying that hard work is not, you know, ordained by God. But what we're saying is don't trust in yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, your yeah. ability um to provide it's God. It's always been God. And 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 you know, Jesus said in in his many run-ins with uh the religious leaders of his day, uh how many of these uh uh conflicts came uh because Jesus did something on the Sabbath? Right. And, and, and his message to these people was, no, the Sabbath was made for man. The man was not made for Sabbath. If we can flip our minds around to understand that this Sabbath was made for Jesus, if this, if this, that this gift, that this rest is a gift from God, it's not a burden that, oh, I've got to find time to rest. (laughs) Otherwise I'm going to be punished or, uh, be out of sync with God, you will be, but it's a gift. It's a grace from God that, uh, he has instituted, uh, the sacred art of rest. And and that takes us being intentional about this. Right. Right. Like, I, I don't think we do this very well. Um, and I'll say me, right. Uh, that I, I don't feel like I I do this very well. It's weird working for a church. You know, everyone says everyone, or I'd say like a lot of people will focus on the Sabbath being Sunday, right? Seventh day, but really that's the first day. But the seventh day, the Sabbath. But no, it's any it's a day that you have or a time that you can dedicate mm. to realigning yourself with that purpose and that connection with God. Um, cause for us on a Sunday, it's a work day. Yeah. Like where's you up there early, up there late. Yeah. We're, we're, we're interested in executing on the plan. Yes. Whatever it is we plan to do that week. We yes. have jobs to do. Yes. And yes, we get to worship and yes, we get to connect with people and yes, we get to study and pray and do all those things. But there's also responsibilities. We're, we're getting the text messages and, saying, yeah. where's this? It's, Who's doing the announcements? Yeah. What's going to happen next? When something happens, we're always on in that. But we, we have to 
me and you, just because we work for a church, this idea of like, we got to find other time. Yeah. And it may not be 24 hours. Right. I mean, our society, and again, we can't use it as a crutch, but really our society, not like the Jewish community where they all took that day. Like there was a day that they all took off. Mm -hmm. We don't really have that. Right. Where our whole community says, no one's working Saturday. Yeah. So we all get it. No, there's baseball and t-ball and there's other things and there's yeah all the stuff that we have to go through um but we have to try to find time during the week and it may be one hour here two hours here three hours here again it's not so much just a 24-hour time to to not do anything it's time during the week to again find that rest Mm. and uh focusing on the one who provides for you and to know that it's not me providing yeah. anything. It's him providing. Um, and this rest is, I think, a deeper. This isn't a vacation relaxing rest. I know you're probably the same way as me. I almost need a vacation after my vacation. <laughs> right? Like, you know, we could like go to the beach. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my vacation. That's not a vacation. It's work. That's a family trip. That's, that's a, a different thing. That's a, fa- <laughs> that's a family. Yes. That's a hundred percent what it is. I'm a glorified pack mule yeah. <laughs> bringing all the stuff down. I got all the tents and all the chairs and the beach stuff. And I'm hosing everything down with the sand before, or after all these things. I'm like, man, so in your head, don't think that this is like, Oh, going to the beach is this. It's a dedicated time. It is a focused time. Um, and it's just rest that I, that I really kind of think, can you remember a time in your life, Chris, where you um, maybe had, I won't say maybe had this anxiety or this angst or this kind of you're wound tight. And then all of a sudden it was released mm. for, for me. A lot of times it was in school. Yeah. I take this test and I'm like, I could have got a seven or a 97. Yeah. I really don't know <laughs> what I got on this test. Yeah. And then you get it back and you're like, oh, it was 95. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I relate it to. Or if you are carrying, if you've ever been hiking yeah. and you have this big backpack on yeah. and you've been walking for two, three, four miles with this backpack and then you take it off. You didn't just, realize all the weight that was You're on. like, oh man, this feels so good. Yeah. That is almost what we're talking about of finding true rest in Jesus Mm. is there's nothing that I can do that's going to gain me more love with God. Yeah. It's already there. Yeah. He's there a hundred percent. Yeah. There's nothing that I can do that's going to secure my spot in heaven. Mm. He's already done that. Yeah. There's nothing that I like and all these little things that we might be wound tight about like if I can only grind and work it's like taking this backpack of this like burden or this work to know it's done yeah he's already done it Mm. and I'm there and that's where you find that peace and that rest I think yeah I think you you hit on the key word for me right there uh, when you said secure I think security is the is really is really what we're talking about here yeah. because it's so so many different layers to this. It's like one from a spiritual aspect, I can drop that that idea that my activity, that my works, that my 
planning, all this stuff is uh, central to my own salvation. No, that's not the situation here. I am secure in Christ, and that security gives me the freedom yeah, to, yeah. to approach my life in a whole new way. So that's one. But two, it's the same way with, with work, you know, like people that aren't working in ministry. Yeah. It's like, no, my identity is not in how much I do, how much money I make, what I can buy, where I can go. It's my identity is in Christ, and that security lets me rest in a way that's not possible in any, in, in, without it. Um, I think security is, you know, we, we feel insecure about who we are. <coughs> and through that insecurity, we try to cover it up with busyness, yeah. with distraction, with presenting myself in a certain way. But if we can internalize in a real way that our identity is in Christ, it's in Christ, it's in Christ, it's in Christ, <laughs> uh, then it's like taking that backpack off. I don't have to prove anything yeah. to anyone. I don't have to say the right thing in every situation. I don't have to present myself in a certain way. No, I am who I am <laughs> in Christ, mm -hmm. and that's all that I need to know. I like that proving deal. Because it's like we are all like, hey, we're all frauds. But if I can prove that I'm not, <laughs> if I can do enough stuff. And and I, I think, you know, we lift people up that are like working so hard and doing mm. this. Yeah. But we also have to know that um, a, a, a lot of times we gauge spiritual maturity mm. by how busy somebody is. Sure. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you look at your church and you name somebody like, oh, well, they're spiritual mature. What do they do? Well, they're they're serving this committee. They're in these meetings. They're volunteering yeah. here. They're the, it's like oh well, they do a lot of things. Not to say that they're not spiritually mature, mm. but that should not be the basis. Right. So we may see somebody who's like taking time off and, and doing these things, mm. and I'm a, and I'm the other way. Like I'm I'm a doer. Yeah. I would rather let's go rake yards than me sit quietly for an hour. I want to use that hour to do and mm. to uh, um, just be productive. Sure. But we have to get that idea of being productive is not just doing stuff. It's are you getting closer to God and in your walk with him and in your security in him and in your peace in him and mm. your rest in him. You can do that quietly. You right. can do that in a hammock for an hour mm. and that's okay. That's yeah. not being lazy. It's being intentional at that time. So we can't equate spiritual maturity by busyness. Yeah, man. We, the church is a, as big an offender at this yes. as anybody else. Um, we elevate and praise and hold up the people who uh, are really dynamic and uh, talented and seem to have a lot of activity going on. But... And, and in ministry, you know, I'm not like, I'm not calling anybody out here or anything <laughs> like that, but like, do it, do it. Um, Let's go. Okay. The questions that I get about my day are about <laughs> activity, about stuff that we have going on. And that's good questions, but I don't know if anybody's, I don't want to say anybody, 
the majority of people have very little interest in how my prayer life is. Uh, and if I'm making space to hear from God, um, and that should be, in my opinion, the, the number one question, because if I'm running around making new programs, thinking of new ministries and I'm doing all that out of my own flesh and ability, that's going to fail. It's, it's, it is no good. If I'm not deeply rooted in who God is and, and what he's speaking into my life. The rest of it is a dog and pony show. Yeah, which churches are really good at. Yeah, the, and um, and so how how can we again we 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 measure wor- worth by work, right? And that's not it. Mm. Your your worth is not predicated on how much you work and how many things you do. Yeah, your worth is predicated knowing on who the king is yeah. and are you getting closer to him. Um, and there, and there's faith involved in this from people on the outside looking in because, you know, like we work there, people do want us to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like that conversation we had about the tension between faith and works. Like if I am, if I'm rooted, if I am connected to the vine in the way that I'm supposed to be, the outflow of that is going to be whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing in this ministry role. It'll be fruitful because it will be fruitful because you're connected because I'm being faithful. Uh Um, The opposite is not true. Just because I'm running around doing stuff, that's not going to produce good fruit necessarily if I'm disconnected from the vine. And I'll take a side note. We, we, uh, our, our church leadership, does not work in a way of what are you doing? Right. I think that they are very, uh, um, I think they are very mindful and interested in our prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I just wanted to say that caveat at, yeah. at our church. Cause a lot of people listen to this, go to our church and they know that that's fine. But there is this like conception or misconception that like, you're just, you're, just, you're just gonna sit and read your Bible. You're just gonna sit and pray today. Yeah, that's that's. If if somebody comes by my office and I'm in prayer, or studying Scripture, that should be like the, okay, good, good. I'm glad that he's making space for that. Not at your whiteboard writing stuff down. Let me figure it out. Yeah. Let me do that. No, who I, I, I was it? Francis Chan, I think. A preacher Brett talked about this before. Maybe we heard this where I, I want to say it's Francis Chan when he was the preacher at church out in California or something like that. I think he was like, went to a staff and said like, if you were not in prayer for more than an hour in a day, then you don't need to you work. You can't work here. Yeah. You can't work that's, here. That's right. It is Chan. Or maybe it was more than that. Yeah. An hour, but it was like, if you're not doing, like, if you're just doing the work and you're not doing the, yeah. the, real work, yeah. the real foundational work that I don't, that I don't want you part of my team. I can yeah. find somebody who can do stuff. Yeah. I want to find someone that's rooted in this. Yeah. Um, that's hard, man. It, you know, because like we are an organization, you know, we do have responsibilities. So I get, I get, I get the tension there. You know, I, I don't want to be blind to, to both sides of this, but there are both sides of it. That's the thing. We pay all the attention to the visible and the scene yeah. and the activity. I'm cool with that. 
let's also pay as much attention to the private, the unseen, the spiritual development. The, Disciplines. The yeah. discipline. Yeah. Let's do both. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm down. And, and um, yeah, yeah. It's not just your work and your busyness, but have you as a listeners, have you Chris and myself, like, do we have time for a Sabbath to, to really focus on him? Um, and that's gonna take some hard work. That's gonna take getting your Google doc out or like your Google cow or your iCal, whatever you got on, whatever your fancy device is and look through it and say like, am I putting dedicated time into or a dedicated effort into making time to get closer to him and not just reading books, which is, that's great too. And reading your Bible, that should be every day. But like, no, I'm going to spend these few hours that I have to really sit and focus and listen and, yeah. and have that time. And, and you may have to cancel some things. Mm. You may have, uh, and there may be very good things, Yeah, but you're still like, this is getting in the way between me finding true rest in him. Yeah. Um, uh, and one thing, and you may disagree with this, so that would be interesting. Oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, but I think that you can Sabbath in a lot of different ways. And I think that um, it can be different for different people. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I've heard recently it said that if you work with your mind, so if you're primarily behind a desk all uh -huh. day and you're writing things and uh -huh. crunching numbers, and if you, if you work primarily with your mind, you need to Sabbath with your hands and vice versa, if you are someone who works primarily with your hands, you do manual labor, mm -hmm. you're a plumber, you know, you're out and you're moving, you're always active, you need to Sabbath with your mind. So like, I'm, I'm a weird mix. You're because both. I, I, I do a lot of work with my mind and I do a lot of work with my hands, but I can tell you that for me, um, one of the things that I really enjoy and that is a, a spiritual um, and Sabbath like activity for me is chopping wood. Yeah. Um, I can talk to God, you know, at just the base level I can, I can, yeah. as I'm working, you know, connect with God in a, in a focused and serious way, because the, the action that I'm doing is mindless to me. Yes. Uh, it's just something that I'm, I'm doing. Um, but you know, uh, worshiping, you know, have having moments of worship while doing that. So like maybe your Sabbath is not you sitting down, sitting in a quiet room by yourself. It might yeah. be taking a walk in the woods. It might be going fishing. It might be going hunting. Um, it, it, it could be going for a run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that that can look different for maybe everybody. Go for a drive, like doing something. Drive, yeah. Yeah. I think that it's understanding what it is for you that allows you to disconnect from the distractions and, and the busy pace of the world around you and connect with God in a, in a real way. And I think that that can be different for different people. Yeah. I, I like the, like, I like to cut the grass cause it's mindless to me. Yeah. Whenever we bought this new house, I would come over here nine, 10 o'clock at night and paint till one at like one in the morning. And I enjoyed it because yeah. it was mindless 
my not like I don't have to think about it. Yeah. I'm just there for a few hours. And that's the time where I can, you know, speak to God yeah, and just be sure. alone. And I'm in an empty house by myself and I'm like, I'm just here painting guys. <laughs> I'm just doing it. But I, I, I enjoyed that cause that was a time for me to kind of find that. It, and it's going to look different yeah. for everybody and it's going to be um, different times and your different seasons, but just don't neglect, you know, we say don't neglect your Bible study. Don't neglect your prayer. Don't, you know, like meeting together in worship and assembly and those things. Guys, the fourth commandment <laughs> is keep the Sabbath. Yeah. Keep that time, whatever that may look like for you. Connect with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't care what people say, man. Like we were not made to live at the pace of where the world is right now. The, the, there was like some stats that say like people that work, and there's a lot of different stats. I mean, and things crazy now because of the COVID times. But it was something like, I'm trying to find it here in some of it. Like those that work 11 hours a day, which that's crazy. Those people that, that work 11 hours a day are 250% more likely to be depressed than those who work eight hours a day. Just do the math, man. <laughs> if, if you're working 11 hours in a day, you're sleeping. I, I I would imagine that somebody that works 11 hours a day is probably getting six, maybe seven hours. Yeah, of sleep. they're not getting a ton of sleep. So let's say six. That's 17 hours of your day. Out of out of uh, 24, if you forgot. Uh, so that leaves you seven. Yes. Maybe. To to do anything else. Travel like to and back from work. Yeah. Eating, yep. whatever it is. Yep. It's just that's, that's not a lot. Yeah. That's not a lot. 250%. So we're like, yeah, look at, man, you grind, you work. 250% more likely to be depressed than someone else eight hours. Yeah. You, you weren't made to do that. Mm. You're made to serve him 24 7. Right. But he doesn't want you depressed. It, it's, you know, my burden and my yoke is light and it's mm. easy. Like, because he's the one doing the heavy lifting. Mm. We're the one surrendering to him. Um, and when we can get past our own, I'm doing this so I can be saved and look what I did for myself and look at what I, once we get that out of our sticking head, the quicker and the better Yeah. Uh, to have that true peace in him and the burden off. That's yeah. what, that's what real rest is. Yeah. Yep. So let's go rest. Let's go do it, man. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm over here on this comfy couch. I'm about to go study this couch a little bit. <laughs> Examine the details <laughs> of this of this lovely couch. Well, hey, we um, episode 29. We enjoyed it. Love to hear your feedback. How do you guys take Sabbath? Yeah. Do you or get, do you? Or do you? How do you find rest? What are some things that you do that you enjoy? Do you have books and songs and podcasts and things that kind of help you get your mind right for that? Yeah. Um, and if you don't, what does it look like from here on out? How can you try to experience at least some moments of Sabbath rest this week? Yeah. And so there may be a way to kind of think about this is if you're supposed to have 24 hours like a day, a day of Sabbath. It's that's just not feasible for us in our society. Right. It's, it's just not. 
but can you find 24 through the whole week? Maybe. So where you're picking a few here and there and being intentional with that. Mm. Um, that's your goal, guys. 24-hour Sabbath next week. Spread it out. <laughs> <laughs> Let or, us know how it goes. Or do it. I mean, if you can do 10 hours in one day, dope. Do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Let us know how that goes. <laughs> um, we can get some ideas. Yeah, get some ideas with that. Um, well, yeah, man. We hope that you guys have a good week, a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend, guys. Rest a little bit, play a little bit, work a little bit, enjoy some family and you time. Open your eyes, see the beauty around you. Oh man, when I walked over here, there's like not a cloud in the sky. And the stars are awesome. Yeah. I walked over. I was like, whoa. It was so nice. Love it. So a chance that I got the. So I was like, hey, I could have drove over here and I was going to. I said, you know what? I'm going to walk to Chris' house. I'm glad I did. Take take the slow path. I took. That is typically what I do. Like it. Taking the slow path. <laughs> well, we love you guys. And we will catch you all next week. Sleep. Deuces.